This podcast is only for the attention of professional investors in the financial industry. Outer Blue by Amundi. Welcome to Blue Research. Knowledge sharing on financial research. Hello, and thank you for joining us for our very first episode of Blue Research. Now, today we're going to be talking about ESG investing, notably in the equity space. And I'm joined by Thierry Roncalli, who is the head of quantitative research here at Amundi, who's going to be talking us through the results of a study he's written on this very topic and why there are differences between Europe and the United States, the specificities of the social pillar, and why ESG investing has become more complex today than it was in years past. Well, a very warm welcome to you, Thierry. Um, You've written a seminal paper and it was published last year. Could you start by telling me a bit more about it? Hello, Tom. Before presenting the results, may I explain why it is a similar paper or similar research? Generally, academic studies that analyze the relationship between EAG and performance are based on uh, long-term historical data, typically the last 20 years or the last 30 years. And why? Because academics assume that a model or a relationship uh, must be tested on a long history in order to conclude that um, whether the model is true or not, whether the relationship is valid or not. In our paper, we focus on the recent period, since uh, 2010, because we think that um, EIG investing didn't exist or was so marginal 15 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago. Uh, and moreover, EIG data were certainly, or are certainly, not robust or not relevant uh, before 2010. So this is the first contrast between our research and the previous uh, academic studies. The second contrast is that um, we do not consider that the relationship between EAG and performance is static, positive or negative. Rather, we think, we are convinced that the relationship between EAG and performance is dynamic. Sometimes EAG may create performance, but sometimes not. So, contrary to academic papers, uh, our research does not want to prove that uh, there is a positive or a negative relationship between EAG and performance. No, in our paper, we wanted to understand when EAG investing creates performance or not, and why. So, what are the main results of our paper? We have shown that um, EAG investing has penalized both passive and active investors from 2010 to 2013, whereas EAG investing was a source of outperformance from 2014-2017, both in the Eurozone and in North America. This is the first main result. The second result is that the good performance during the period 2014-2017 is mainly due, is mainly explained by the investment flows of European investors. Okay, so on, on, on for a number of reasons, this paper is unique, notably because it looks at a shorter period of time than would ordinarily be the case. And and thank you as well for telling me some of the findings. Um, 
Tell me why you decided to update this paper one year after it was published. Uh, as I said previously, ESG investing is a rapidly evolving area. It is certainly the most uh, dynamic sector in the asset management industry. Uh, this concerns all regions, all investment styles, passive and active, uh, but also uh, all asset classes, equities and fixed income. It is obvious that um, things are quite moving fast in such environment. And all players, asset managers, but also uh, asset owners, have the feeling, have the perception that uh, ESG investing is in a transitional stage. In this case, past results are no guarantee of future results. So therefore, many of our clients ask us, uh, are your results still valid in the recent period? Or uh, does ESG investing continue to generate a positive alpha? Or do you observe a mean reverting effect of the EAG performance? This is why we have decided to update the study so quickly. Okay, so the paper has been updated. What have been the main new findings of the study? The main result is that the period, so the new period, the recent period, 2018-2019, so the new period is more a continuity of the previous period, 2014-2017, than rather than uh, a new period or uh, another distinctive phase. Indeed, EAG investing continues to generate a positive alpha in Europe and North America. But we have also found three new findings. First, Uh, we observe a transatlantic divide. Second, uh, we observe the emergence of the social pillar as the winning pillar in terms of performance, in terms of financial returns. And third, uh, we observe that ESG investing has become more complex today. Let me just pick you up on that point you mentioned there about the transatlantic divide. Uh, tell us a bit more about Uh, what that means. I'm assuming it means a difference between Europe and the United States. Yes, you are right. We observe a difference between Europe and the USA. In the Eurozone, the performance of EEG investing is at the same level today than previously. Uh, in North America, the performance of EEG investing continues to be positive, but it is lower. It is reduced. It is reduced by a factor of two for social and governance. And for the environmental pillar, the performance is even negative. We observe a loss. Finally, if we consider the composite uh, ESG score, the performance continues to be positive, but its level is low. On the Eurozone, the performance continues to be high. So how to explain uh, this divide between Europe and uh, and the US. There are two main explanations. First, uh, the dynamics of ESG regulation is not the same in Europe and in the US. For instance, the US withdrawal uh, from the Paris uh, Climate Agreement may have impacted 
mais il a négativement impacté le environnemental pillar en Nord-Amérique. Seconde explication, les investissements flows. Il est true que les investissements flows mainly concernent les Européens investors. Les first movers were large European institutional investors that are exposed, that are massively exposed to North American stocks. But they have been followed in a second time by medium European institutional investors that are less exposed to North American stocks. And this can explain the lower impact of EAG criteria on North American stocks these last two years. Okay, so you said that between 2000. 14 and 2017, the social pillar was not the winning pillar. Uh, it seems that trend reverted. Could you explain uh, why that was? <laughs> This is not an easy question, Tom. <laughs> you remember that uh, we have found a break in 2014 uh, concerning EAG and performance. Uh, this break is valid for the global EAG uh, score, the composite EAG score, but also for the two pillars Uh, environmental and governance. In fact, we observe that the positive relationship between social and performance comes later, in 2016, not in 2014. And recently, it is true that social is a winning pillar in terms of performance, in terms of financial returns, both uh, in the Eurozone and, uh, and North America. How to explain uh, this result? First, it is difficult to explain the success by investment flows. Why? Because we do not observe massive investment flows uh, concerning the social pillar. Second, it is also difficult to explain the success by only social considerations or social issues that arise in the society. For example, gender equality. And why? Because the corporate social responsibility is not the same, is not exactly the same concept than the society social responsibility, even if social issues at the corporate level are highly connected, highly related to social issues at the country level, at the uh, society uh, level. From my point of view, our results indicate the materiality of the social pillar, meaning that um, corporates with uh, good social practices perform better than uh, corporates with uh, bad uh, social practices. And I think that financial markets incorporate today uh, more social criteria than in the, in the past. Okay, you said it wasn't uh, an easy question, but you gave me a very comprehensive and, and simple answer as well, a clear answer. Uh, and speaking of simplicity, uh, how do you view ESG investing? I mean, do you think of it as being an easy path? <laughs> no, no. Thank you for this question. Uh, I think this is an interesting question. And certainly, um, if you ask me this question two years ago, uh, I will not give you uh, the same answer. During a long time, ESG investment policy were mainly implemented uh, using worst-in-class exclusion or best-in-class selection. 
In this case, ESG investors exclude from their portfolio stocks with bad ESG ratings or they overweight stocks in their portfolio, stocks with uh, good uh, ESG ratings. These last two years, stock pickers begin to go beyond this white, black and white approach of ESG investing. ESG investors continue to implement worst-in-class exclusion or best-in-class selection, but they also implement new investment strategies based on the dynamics of ESG ratings, in particular ESG momentum strategy. In this approach, the underlying idea is to anticipate the improvement of uh, the EAG score or the EAG rating of the issuer. For example, EAG investors may engage with a bad rated issuer in terms of EAG. If this one has clearly the willingness to be uh, better, therefore engagement does make more sense if it concerns bad rated issuers than uh, well-rated issuers. And so, as you can see, EAG investing has become more complex because many approaches are now possible. Okay, so you've done a lot when it comes to equities. What about in the fixed income field? Tell us more. Yes, uh, we are finalizing uh, an EAG study on the fixed income space more specifically uh, in the corporate bond universe, we observe that fixed income is a different world than equities. And moreover, we have also studied EAG from the financing point of view, and not only from the investing point of view. So it seems you've done a lot when it comes to equities. What about the fixed income space? What, what have you been doing there? Uh, yes, uh, we are finalizing a study on EAG investing in the fixed income space. Uh, more specifically in the corporate bond uh, universe. Uh, we observe that uh, fixed income is a different world than equities. Moreover, we have also studied EAG from the financing point of view, uh, not only from the investing point of view. But uh, I do not want to say uh, anymore because uh, you will uh, learn more results, more about it uh, in a new episode of Outer Blue. We're going to look forward to that. Well, thank you very much indeed, Thierry, for this uh, valuable set of insights you've given to us on ESG. Uh, and I'm very happy to know that there will be future episodes uh, where we'll have the opportunity to talk more about it. Well, for this occasion, thank you very much indeed for speaking to us on the subject of uh, ESG in fixed income. Thank you, Thierry. Many thanks, Tom. This podcast is only for the attention of professional investors as defined in Directive 2004-39-EC, dated 21st of April 2004, on markets in financial instruments called MIFID, investment services providers, and any other professional of the financial industry. Views are subject to change and should not be relied upon as investment advice on behalf of Amundi.